G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Need a new forklift? Search dmforklifts.com.au. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Time to bring you up to speed on what you might have missed today. And we'll speak to a young Roo on a day where they've defended their right to the Good Friday game. And, of course, time on your say on the news of the day. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Let's crack into it. Uh, good evening and big thanks to Bob and Andy as always. And Bob, very happy with the temper text, how it's been rolling, touting record numbers as he walked out. Uh, Champion data elite, uh, 0433981116. The temper text, temper is a mattress like no other. Time on is for DM forklifts in Caram Downs. If you need a new forklift, search dmforklifts.com.au. Plenty making news tonight, of course. Teams not far away from dropping. We're on the eve of round three and Collingwood and the Lions at Marvel Stadium after that game had to be shifted. Uh, Later on at about 7.30 tonight, uh, a man that knows all too well about how the rivalry used to be between those two teams. He played in a couple of grand finals for the Lions. Mr. September, Clark Keating, will join me just to take a trip down memory lane about... Uh, that great Collingwood-Brisbane rivalry and uh, and what it means to, to both clubs and what it might still mean to Brisbane uh, to this day. Looking forward to hearing from you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Uh, in about half an hour's time as well, uh, Lockie Young, who crossed from the Bulldogs to North this year, has had a massive job with uh, some key pillars of North Melbourne's defence being out for the first couple of games this year. And uh, Robbie Tarrant, of course, out for a long time yet. But uh, Lockie Young is going to join us uh, good Friday game under fire at the moment, North Melbourne. They have been since before the season started and now the attention's turned to whether or not they deserve the right to host the Good Friday game, the very game that they campaigned long and hard for for many, many years. So we'll look forward to getting his thoughts on that and yours. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. It's been one of the biggest talking points of the week and it continued on today. Uh, Chris Scott v the Brisbane Line players and then we found out a little later... In the week, V, Chris Fagan, as they trudged off uh, from that quarter time break. Well, Zach Tui spoke to Gary and Tim today uh, about that run-in and spoke about the fact of how he felt uh, about Chris Scott going into bat for his players. That's the nature of competitive sport. I know some people don't like the aesthetic, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm a little bit of the opinion that if an opposition player wants to pass a snide remark to the opposition coach, it's only right that the coach has right of reply, but I totally understand that aesthetically that's not what a lot of people are after, but at some point competitive people will just be competitive people. Did you like the fact that your coach was out there standing up potentially for the group? Yes, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scotty's gone to bat for his players time and time again at my time at the club, and I can promise you that every player at the club will go to bat for Scotty, and this is an instance where, again, I appreciate the aesthetic, but as a bloke um, playing for him, 
I'm really proud of Scotty as a coach, and I love the fact that he's prepared to put himself out for us. SEN.com.au to hear the full chat from Gary and Tim this morning. It just so happened that Chris Fagan was on with Jared Waitley not long after that, and he spoke about that uh, running, or wasn't it a running with Chris Scott after he'd had a few words with the Brisbane Lion players at quarter time at GMHBA Stadium last week? I don't think there was a hell of a lot in it, to be honest, but we must remember from a setting example point of view that we don't want you know community football and school football to see that and think it's okay for that, that sort of thing to occur because sometimes things can escalate and get out of control. So we have a responsibility to set the right example for everybody out there in the community and probably what happened on Friday night is not ideal from that perspective. So uh, I, I would understand that, that the AFL have some concerns about that and, and, and need to talk about it with the people involved. So, um, But, you know, if you want my honest opinion, there wasn't a hell of a lot in it. It looked worse than what it was. Chris Fagan uh, with Jerry Waitley a little earlier today. We'll hear more from Chris Fagan. He had some really interesting things to say on uh, a myriad of different topics with his chat with Jared, SEN.com.au, if you want to hear it in full. Uh, there's a few people saying that coaches are getting a lot of what they want at the minute. Well, they had a lot of, they had another win today. Uh, Luke Beveridge, David Teague, uh, Dave Noble, and Damien Hardwick all voiced their displeasure at the anti-density rules that the VFL was going to employ this year in the uh, Eastern Seaboard Footy League. Um, it uh, rankled a little bit, especially Luke Beveridge, when he said that Jamar Hagen was probably being held out of the team by the fact that they couldn't get him to get the Ks under his belt uh, in the VFL practice matches that they'd been playing under those rules that they'd like, and therefore um, his debut, much-anticipated debut, uh, had been delayed. Well, after four or maybe more coaches uh, had voiced their disapproval, Gary Ayres was on the show last night. If you didn't hear that one, sen.com.au, the five-time uh, Hawthorne Premiership player who coaches Port Melbourne, he was reserving judgment, and he was actually saying that he was looking forward to seeing it a little bit more and how it might unfold throughout the course of the year and in the early rounds of the VFL. But in a statement released by the AFL today to all 22 clubs in the VFL competition, they've advised that they've reset those rules. Um, those anti-density rules have been scrapped almost entirely um, they've had a look, they've said, at the 20 VFL pracky matches held over the recent weeks. The AFL has assessed the impact of the changes as a whole and has taken on board the feedback from key stakeholders, including players and umpires participating in games, to ensure the ease of implementation and support the flow of the game. The following adjustments have been introduced. Uh, so it has been determined the reset rule in 2021. The VFL competition will no longer require a reset at kick-ins. Uh, you won't have to have a player station in the goal square at kick-ins or boundary throw-ins, uh, and you won't have to have three players inside 50 at kick-ins or boundary throw-ins. However, you will have to have two players inside Ford 50 at each boundary throw-in stoppage. A minimum of two players from each team to be stationed inside 50 metres at all boundary throw-ins. The officiating umpire will not recommence play until all players are in position where a team fails to comply to boundary throw-in within 12 seconds, a free kick shall be awarded to the player of the opposing team at the point of the stoppage. They will also adhere to the standing the mark rule. They'll also adhere to the uh, man on the mark at the kick-ins being 15 metres back. So uh, coach power, coach power has again uh, wielded its influence uh, and the AFL have decided to not uh, implement those rules in the full entirety that they meant uh, initially, but they still will be in play 
to a certain degree. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you've been to some of those VFL games and you've seen this in action and you know what it is that you're talking about in relation to it, uh, love to hear from you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six or on the temper text zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. North Melbourne have been the topic of conversation for a couple of days. Started with Jonathan Brown firing a bit of a warning uh, to. North Melbourne in regard to the Good Friday game on the couch, Fox footy, he had this to say. North Melbourne Football Club, their first half on the weekend against Gold Coast Suns, they were embarrassing. So they only need to appreciate the occasion on Friday and what it stands for, just like the uh, St Kilda and Melbourne players appreciated Spud's game on the weekend. David Noble, very disappointed in their effort. You don't have the game uh, forever. Brisbane Lions lost their Easter Thursday game on the back end of my career because we weren't performing yep. on that big occasion. We lost it. The Lions won it back after a few years because of performance. North Melbourne need to earn the right to play on Good Friday. If they don't earn the right and put up a solid performance on Friday, they should be mm. banished and Can someone they? else should replace Can them. They? Can they rise to that? They level? are a young side, but we're talking about effort. Uh, Jonathan Brown on the couch during the week. Uh, Dave Noble, the new North Melbourne coach, has responded to suggestions such as those today. Yeah, I, I don't understand them because the club fought really hard to get that. Um, it's now not a standalone game as it was when it was initially established. There's lots of other marquee games around that if that's the case, then all marquee games should be opened up. Anzac Day, Good Friday, Dreamtime. So I think if you're going to just single out us, I think that's unfair, and I've heard some of the, you know, the reports in the media. Um, we cherish this game, we respect this game, and we'll fight to keep this game. Uh, strong words from Dave Noble, and I don't blame him. We might bring that one up in footy tender after 7 o'clock, but you can have your say on it now, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Off the text, not a North fan, but they can't catch a break. They pioneered Friday night footy, and now they barely ever feature. They put the effort in to get good Friday footy happening, and they're now being threatened out of it. They're not a huge club, but leave them their feature match for goodness sake. Footy is better when all clubs are thriving, not when the bigger clubs cannibalise the little ones. That's Muhammad in Chadston. Uh, hard to argue with that. The big difference between those two games is that, that North Melbourne f- were campaigning for that game for years. No other club, except Western Bulldogs who agreed to play with them, but no other club had the courage to take on Good Friday. Everybody saw it as, oh, no, I don't know. Uh, but, and I'm, this is not me being disrespectful to people who observe the religious side of, of that holiday and who believe that that is sacred. That's absolutely fine. But nobody wanted to go near it except North Melbourne, who saw an opportunity, they fought hard for it, and they got it. Uh, there's plenty of teams that have feature games who go through ebbs and flows uh, in their football journey and they might not be up, but they do rise up and they do get up for those particular games because they know how important they are to their club. You know, Essendon and Collingwood haven't been at the top of the ladder ever since Anzac Day. Essendon and Richmond haven't been at the top of the ladder ever since Dreamtime at the G. You know, Geelong and Hawthorne haven't always been at the top of the ladder for the Easter Monday. So just to threaten a club who's just under fire at the moment, whether you agree with it or not, everybody coming for, for North Melbourne but I would say this, and we might talk about this a little while in fully tinder. There's one way to shut up those people. There's one way to shut them up. And I'd say this to North Melbourne fans. It's not win because that's, that's taking away from where North Melbourne are in their journey and their rebuild. There's one way to shut them up to the North Melbourne fans. Turn up. That'll shut them up. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 1116 This is off the text. If North want to keep good Friday footy, how about telling their fans to show up 
and support the game. It's for a great cause and it's on a public holiday. Turn up and the discussion will go away. That's uh, it's just come through as I was having my two bobs worth. But just remember too that uh, if you are going to that game, they are raising money for the Good Friday appeal. So you'll be you'll be not only supporting your team, but you'll be supporting a very worthy cause uh, as well. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Paddy Cripps has come under fire this week from a few uh, in the media quarters. And uh, Jacob Wietering was uh, speaking to Jared Waitley today who asked him uh, about his skipper, Paddy Cripps. Oh, I guess it's what you'd expect from... From a guy like Cripper, who's a three-time best and fairest winner at the club, is is the captain captain of our club for a reason. And to be honest, I uh, being in the leadership group, I haven't had any complaints from him. He's uh, he manages himself throughout the week, and I think everyone does. Guys pull up saw here and there from games, but um, uh, I can guarantee he'll he'll be out on the track um, if he thinks he can. So whether that's at 70, 80, 90 percent. Um, He's, it's you know it's really down to him, but uh, it's it's hard for for guys to uh, get up each week. Obviously, as I said before, with, with the knocks and niggles, and there was a little bit in the media about um, you know what what he's doing to get up for games. But but again, it's down to the individual, and, and we've got full confidence in Cribbit to perform each week. Jacob Wiedering speaking about uh, sort of under fire skipper Paddy Cripps uh, to Jared Waitley today, sen.com.au to, to hear the full chat. You can download the podcast there, um, 1-300-736-736. Uh, Brisbane have ruled out uh, number one ruckman Oscar McInerney for tomorrow night's clash with Collingwood after failing to overcome uh, an ankle injury. Uh, staff Fremantle midfielder Kiara Bowers has been crowned the AFL Coaches Association AFLW Champion Player of the Year, holding off a late charge from Giants gun Alice Parker, who had a cracking season. Um, staying with AFLW, St Kilda have delisted Ali Brown, Nadia Von, Von Batuch and uh, Tamara Luke, while uh, defender Selena Carlson has retired after battling injury. Just getting back on North Melbourne, North have actually confirmed that they uh, will debut number three draft pick Will Phillips, uh, he's set to make uh, a highly anticipated debut. There's already after two games and after Logan McDonald's kicked, I think, five goals in those opening two games, there's already been suggestions from a few that maybe they made the wrong choice, North Melbourne, um, and we don't want to put undue pressure on someone who has yet to play a game. But there's always this in every draft. There's always the should they've taken this player over that player. Unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be Logan McDonald and Will Phillips. We will see Will Phillips uh, in action this weekend in the Good Friday game. Uh, just changing tack to cricket before we get to Tony and Greg. Um, Marsh cricket action stacked New South Wales side is uh, right on top of its clash with Queensland at North Sydney Oval. Queensland bowled out for 203. Uh, top scorer Jimmy Pearson with 59. Michael Nessa made 31 to be the second top scorer. Labashane 26 and Usman Kawaja 25. In reply, New South Wales one for 32. Warner was out for four. Daniel Hughes 20 not out and Steve Smith is six not out. Uh, off 11 deliveries. Uh, Tony's given us a call in East Bentley who wants to talk about the rotation uh, on Good Friday. Tony, take it away. G'day, Sam. All the marquee games need to be rotated. I'm not going to drop everything to watch North Footscray. Collingwood incident, year after year, it just gets boring. I'd love to watch on Good Friday Port and West Coast. I'd drop everything for that. That's a decent game. Yeah, it's it's. I think it'll be a debate that we, we we will continue to have Tony around these games. There's, I can see that side of it where fans of other teams go, "Geez, we'd love to 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 be on that stage." 
But I also think that there are teams and people within clubs over the years who have had these ideas, these light bulb moments, who have had the innovation, who have had the foresight, who have had the creativity to say, we're going to come up with something. And I just wonder if that's penalising them for thinking of something that no one else did, uh, getting it into play, AFL supporting it, and then now they lose it because everyone goes, oh, why didn't we think of that? You know, it's sort of like, why didn't I buy IBM stock back in the day? Um, it's, I, sit, I, I really do sit on the fence with it, Tony, but I, I appreciate the side where people and fans think, well, geez, I, I would love to see us uh, on that side uh, or on that stage uh, at least once every however many years. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Greg's in Blackburn. Hello, Greg. G'day, Sam. Uh, Jacob Wiedering sums it up with Cripper. You know, he might be 70, 80 or 90%. I mean, if he's 70%, should they play somebody else? He just needs a break, man. Um, yeah, I, I the, the report was, and it has been confirmed that he does have a mystery injury. And the numbers getting around whether it would be a four- to six-week layoff if this was in the preseason. So I just, I scratch my head, and maybe I'm just not smart enough to, to know, and, and I don't have a medical degree. Um, but I have spoken to people who are in the know at the highest level about this particular area when it came to the injury sub. And I can't figure out why they keep playing him. If it was a four to six week layoff in, in the preseason, I don't know why they're risking him and, and why they're playing him now at the start of the season. Um, no. I, t- I tend to agree with you. He's a captain and he's just got so much heart. But, yeah, he does. You know, I really feel for this guy. I really, really do. You know, but anyway, that's my say. And North Melbourne should keep it. Like, geez, yep. give, give them something for Christ's sake. Yeah. I shouldn't say Christ. My apologies. No, that's okay. Uh, I knew what anyway. you meant. I knew you didn't mean any offence by it, Greg. Uh, thank you so much for the call, mate. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to have your say on the news of the day. Uh, time on on SEN. It's all for DM forklifts and Caram Downs. If you need a new forklift... Search dm4cliffs.com.au. Lockie Young from North Melbourne to join us. We'll get someone from inside the club to give their point of view uh, on the furor that this is sort of causing or the shots that are coming for them, Uh, not just with this, but a few things throughout the course of this year already uh, at North. They seem to sometimes be low-hanging fruit for some. Uh, We'll get their thoughts. 1300 736 736 is the number to have your say on Time On SEN. Welcome back to Time On. A big thank you to this text as well. Very disappointed with myself for mispronouncing the name of Nadia Von Berto. And thank you for that texter who texts through on the temper text, temper is a mattress like no other, uh, who was delisted by St Kilda today in the AFLW. But uh, I agree with you uh, from this text that came through without a name on it, that she would get picked up by uh, another club. Very, very good player. Uh, 1300 736 736 is the number to have your say. 0433 98 11 16. Heaps of texts coming through uh, about the Good Friday game and North Melbourne and the suggestion that they need to uh, maybe be performing at a higher level to hang on to it. Uh, a stance that I don't agree with. Dave Noble certainly didn't agree with it uh, when he spoke at his presser today. And Jed Anderson, who spoke to SEN, Dwayne Russell, yesterday, certainly does not agree with that. So why don't we go inside the North Melbourne camp ahead of a, a big Good Friday. And don't forget, during the North Melbourne Bulldogs game on Good Friday, Maccas will donate 1500 per goal to the Good Friday Appeal. You can get all the details and you can donate www.goodfridayappeal.com.au. Uh, Lockie Young crossed over in the, the pre in the off season from 
the Western Bulldogs. He played eight games there after being rookie listed and he wanted to just get a more secure contract and uh, chanced his arm and got the trade that he wanted and has been having a really good season so far in his first couple of games with North Melbourne. He ranks elite in uh, intercept possessions, elite in intercept marks and elite in rebound 50s and I reckon it's a pretty good move he's made in the end. Uh, Lockie, hello to you. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me. Uh, really appreciate it and a pleasure to have you on. Um, let's talk about the move. It, it was you, from what I understand, you had every option to stay at the Dogs, but uh, on a rookie basis. And then you said, no, no, I need to secure something a, a bit more uh, concrete. Uh, and it's turned out really well for you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I did have an offer there from the Dogs. Um, but yeah, I just wanted a little bit more security um, and a little bit more opportunity to play senior footy. That's what you're there to do. So um, yeah, the decision in the end was a no-brainer. Um, and yeah, I've really been happy with the move um, across the north. How does it feel to be coming up early in the season against your former side? Yeah, it's obviously um, pretty exciting. Um, I know a fair bit about him, so it was pretty helpful in the team meeting this week. Um, it's actually funny. I still live with Ryan Gardner, so we have a bit of banter during the week coming into this game. <laughs> we heard a little bit of that from Luke Bruce and, uh, and Isaac Smith because the Hawks and the Cats are playing each other on Monday as well. Uh, that's been a topic of conversation about how teams respond when they play against a, a former teammate. Some wanting it to be far more intimidatory. Uh, I didn't pronounce that right, but we'll just move on. Uh, far more aggressive in the way that they go about it. Is, is it changed with the, the, the more free-moving nature of football now that it, it sort of isn't the same and maybe doesn't have the same kind of venom about it when you come up against former teammates? Yeah, I suppose you could say that, but also, like, you have been mates with them and you, some people have been there for seven, eight years, so mm. you do form those connections over a long period of time. I was only there for two years, but, um, you know, I still have mates across at the Bulldogs, which I speak to regularly, so um, I suppose once you cross that white line, you're, you're enemies for that two hours, but then after the game, it's all, all good, and, yeah, you have a chat about it and a bit of a laugh about it, but... Yeah, I think it's gone to the days where you go out and you go, oh, he used to play for us, let's give him a whack um, kind of thing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Friday and, yeah, it should be a good contest. Speaking of this game, um, it sort of started earlier in the week. Jonathan Brand and a few others saying that maybe North Melbourne may not be able to hang on to this game if they don't get the results or, or, or don't get the crowds. Um, your coach has come out really strongly, Dave Noble, against that, and uh, Jed Anderson as well. Have those comments, it, it would seem they have, rippled through the club? And uh, has it been taken personally by the playing group? Oh, it's definitely been mentioned um, during the week. And obviously, yeah, I echo what Jed and, um, and Nobes have had to say on that behalf. And, yeah, I think you'll see a uh, different North Melbourne front up this Friday than what was uh, seen last week against the Gold Coast. Um, and we're really, really looking forward to that challenge and ability to bounce back against a quality outfit in the Bulldogs who are yeah, pushing to that top four this year. Tell us about Dave Noble as a coach. Yeah, Noble has been really good. Um, he's been a really experienced head for a young group. Um, he brings a lot, a lot of wisdom um, and he's been really clear with his game plan and what he wants to implement um, week in, week out. So um, we haven't shied away from that. We've obviously got a long way to go with some learnings. Um, but, yeah, he's been 
crystal clear with what we want to do and we've already seen improvement across the pre-season um, and we've grasped it pretty quickly. We've just got to I know, put, put it into practice for quarter upon quarter. I know uh, when he and Chris Fagan got to Brisbane that they started to implement weapons training where you would train actually your greatest strength during the week as a way of empowering, uh, really energising and, and pumping up the players um, rather than focusing on things that you can't do all the time, really celebrating what you can do. Is that something or in a similar way that he's brought in to North Melbourne? Yeah, he's definitely brought that across, um, I suppose. You can focus a lot of time on your weaknesses and what you need to get better at, but um, if you really get bogged down in that, you know, it's it's not going to help you. They're going to get better, but then I suppose your strength doesn't keep getting better. So that has been a focus point. And, um, yeah, I think it's been really valuable. Speaking to Lockie Young on Time On, former dog now with North Melbourne, ahead of the Good Friday game uh, this Friday at Marvel Stadium. Uh, Lockie, I reckon the other game you would have known absolutely when it was coming was the Fremantle game. Your brother playing there and you guys won a premiership together with uh, the Stingrays in the under-18s. Uh, I haven't looked at the draw, but I reckon you could tell me what round it is. Yeah, I'm playing him in round six uh, <laughs> over there. I've definitely I've had a look at that one. Will you stay with him when you go over there or just in the hotel? No, I'll probably go in the hotel. I might I might keep the visit until after the game. Sure, sure, just to keep everybody happy in uh, in that regard. Hey, another exciting uh, story today for North Melbourne. And, and this young man's been spoken about, uh, and it happens every draft we know where players get compared to the player taken after them or before them. And uh, But Will Phillips, who really highly regarded, I, I sat and covered draft night with Matt Rendell, who just when, they, when North Melbourne took him, he nodded and said, very, very good player. He's going to be in Boomers number 29. What can you tell us about Will Phillips? Yeah, obviously, um, high draft pick, a lot of expectation comes with that. Um, and he's come in and really applied himself. He's been seamless in his preparation. Um, getting on the education side of things, obviously, he didn't play football all last year. And I know there's been a bit of hype around, you know, um, did they take the right pick? But, um, you know, he's been seamless in his preparation. And, yeah, I can't wait for him to get out there Friday and, yeah, um, show people what he can do because I think he's going to be a super talent. And also, it's really exciting to have Boomer's number 29 back out there. Um, and it was pretty special having Boomer there today um, when it got announced as well. So, I'm sure North Melbourne fans will be really excited to see Will run out there this weekend. And, yeah, I'm sure he'll, it'll, he'll have a good one. Does that, is that another thing that the club works hard to get around him and when those comparisons invariably happen that uh, he's got there's the right support structures to say that's not anything you need to worry about and, you know, we, we back you in? Do those, those conversations, I'd imagine, would happen quite frequently now in footy clubs? To be honest, it doesn't really get spoken uh, much internally. Like, um, there's a lot of noise in the media, um, mm. and some of it needs to be spoken about within the four walls, and some of it you just don't need to talk about. So, um, yeah, Will's been unbelievable in the way he's come in, um, attacked preseason, and yeah, he's he's in good shape for uh, Friday. Lockie, you, I remember reading an article that was uh, on the, in the North Melbourne website uh, a little while ago where you spoke about the role that Luke McDonald and Robbie Tarrant have played in helping you become a better defender in the off-season. You haven't had those blokes with you and you, you, you wanted to be playing more regular senior footy, which is great that you have, but uh, certainly a deep end that you've been thrown in without those two pillars of the North Melbourne uh, defence. Um, how important has it been to make that improvement and then to be able to go in and execute uh, under the pressure you guys have been under? 
yeah, well, I suppose um, they've still been around the club, round training and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Ben Mackay's come on in leaps and bounds in the first couple of rounds, um, as you can see, taking that key pillar in the forward line each week. Um, he's been really good helping me um, watching some vision as well as Aiden Core as well down there. So he's an experienced head. So um, we do have some experienced guys down there. Obviously, it'd be good to have um, Lucy and Taz down there as well. But um, yeah, there's plenty, plenty of experience in our back end. So it's been pretty helpful over the first couple of weeks. Uh, Lockie, really appreciate you jumping on. Really enjoyed chatting to you. There's several texts that have been coming through saying, please tell Lockie we're wrapped with his first couple of games and please welcome him to North Melbourne from us. So North Melbourne fans are enjoying and, and appreciating what you've put out on the park for them and I reckon that'll continue. Enjoy playing against your old mates at the Western Bulldogs. It's a feature game. Good Friday uh, that the club absolutely deserves. Uh, go well and thanks very much for having a chat to us. No, thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Uh, Lockie Young there already having an impact and uh, North fans really liking the cut of his jib coming through off the temper. 0433 98 11 16. Uh, don't forget if you are heading along to that Good Friday game, Maccas are donating 1500 per goal. Uh, you can donate. Go to the Good Friday Appeal website to help out an incredibly worthy cause. Heaps of texts that have been coming through. Uh, calls as well. one 736 736 Your say on the news of the day. Uh, this is time on SEN. New South Wales won for 61 into the 13th over. They just require a pace of 3.82 per over. Hughes is on 41. Steve Smith not out on 12. Warned the man out as they chase the 203 that Queensland were bowled out for in the 47th over in a star-studded to jam-packed uh, Marsh Cup game uh, between New South Wales and Queensland. one uh, 736 736 uh, Your say on the news of the day. There's just a ton of texts that have been coming through about this Good Friday game. Uh, uh, whether or not North Melbourne deserve to keep it. And there's a text here that's very long, uh, but it goes through the fact that every interstate side has either a showdown, a, a derby, a Q clash, a battle of the bridge, uh, what Carlton have in terms of marquee games, what Collingwood have, and it goes through all the Victorian teams. It said kangaroos and bulldogs get nothing. Uh, that's why the Good Friday should belong to these two teams, regardless of ladder positions or crowds. Um Bulldog supporters were denied last year due to COVID. Um, these two teams can make their own history, and it does go on. Thank you very much, Jenny, who points out that it doesn't have to have a massive crowd to be an electric atmosphere, just like West Coast uh, and the Western Bulldogs on the weekend. Um, I'm uh, off the text. If there is talk of North losing Good Friday first, it's crap. There was 42,000 in 2019 versus the Dogs. Yes, we got belted, but the year before we belted the Saints. So if people want us to lose the game because of crowds, uh, that, again, is uh, crap, and it's because of performance. Well, Carlton should lose the opening game of the round. Um, create a new marquee game for everybody. How's that sound? There is Anzac Day showdowns, Good Friday, and uh, derbies. Let's look at proper fixtures and let them grow. That's from Tribe. Uh, all I've heard today is caller after caller expressing their frustrations at the ticketing system. Crowds are down across the competition, but apparently North fans have more responsibility to turn up than supporters of every other club. Why do the smaller clubs get held to a higher standard? Uh, why not have the grand final rematch on Good Friday each year? Uh, you're just about guaranteed to get a ripper game. That's from Caden in Geelong. Caden, I reckon you're just about guaranteed to get a ripper crowd no matter what day you put a grand final rematch on. Um, but uh, thank you for your text. Uh, why not have rotating and fixed marquee games? Well, that's been the... the that's. That's it in a nutshell, isn't it? And no matter, and it's whether you you're you're for that or against that. Whether you think that 
these are great ideas that have been uh, thought up by the actual teams who are in them, but now it's time to share them around to different clubs. Or if you think, well, finders keepers, if you found the idea, if you created the concept and if you got it approved and you got it off the ground, then that game is uh, essentially yours. Um, Port and West Coast at the MCG on Anzac Day, question mark, 30,000 max. It's not just about numbers or rights, but about passion and spectacle. Not only a low crowd, but uh, crappy viewer numbers. Uh, gee, language is uh, very blue tonight. Uh, supporters of minor teams should own, should not conflate their passion with reality. That's from Jim in Eagle Point. Uh, hey, Cam. Uh, it, it's Sam, but that's okay. Common mistake. Uh, I don't barrack for North Melbourne, but I'm so glad you are having this conversation. Dave Noble is so within his rights to call out those clubs in question. Uh, and why are they always get why they always get those games? It's not fair that the media gang up on the smaller clubs as well as the big clubs jump in to say that they don't have the financial backing yet want to take these games away from them. That's from Ben in Mount Martha. Rubbish Brownie has come through from Tribe North fought for this match and it wasn't even on the AFL's radar. Keep it for the ruse, or we have no marquee game. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. I'll keep going through these texts in just a moment. There are. A ton of them. Uh, Collins in Mernda, who wanted to have his say. Hello, mate. Yeah, how are you today? Really well, and you? Yeah, good. My point of view on these marquee games is these big clubs sell membership on the fact that you have to be a member to get into the Anzac Day. You have to be a member to get into the dream time. So that could be a point for these North Melbourne and the Bulldogs. I'm a Bulldog boy myself. Like, if you've got a marquee game, you might buy a membership. You might support your club because you want to go to these games. So, so why take it up? So you're saying that you think that it might be if because it's uh, often easy to get a ticket if you are a member uh, in regulation times, that this is a way of uh, helping sell memberships? I think that's a good point. I mean, 100%. I mean, my wife is Essendon and she would not give up a membership because she didn't want to give up a seat at the, at the Anzac Day. So there you go. There's a point. Colin, I really appreciate it, uh, and thank you for making it. one 736 736 They're still coming thick and fast. Uh, as a Carlton supporter, I understand the frustration of an underperforming side losing, uh, underperforming side opening the season. Do you like the idea of two losing preliminary finalists playing the opening game of the season? That's from Aaron in Tuart Hill. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I'm, don't mind opening the season up with uh, last year's grand finalists, but... Um, I reckon the season opener is a little bit different. This is a game where they've picked out a, a picked out a day where no one else wanted to play and we never played. And they said, we will have a crack at that. We will cop whatever backlash we have to cop because it was uh, seen as uh, a, a tricky tightrope to walk in that particular field, whether you should or not, you should be playing sport on Good Friday and just as people will have opinions about playing it on Christmas Day and, and other days of religious significance. But North Melbourne took on that challenge and said, we will take that hit if that hit comes, uh, but we want that time slot. Uh, and now to say that they shouldn't have it because of, you know, that they might be in a period of downturn or in terms of what they're putting out on the field, uh, that doesn't sit comfortably with me. That, that's sort of waiting to pick at the bones uh, to say, well, we didn't have the guts to go after it, but um, now that we can see that it actually might work, uh, we actually want that now. Yeah, that, that doesn't sit right. Uh, Joe is on the road. Hello. Uh, g'day. Um, just thought I wanted to say, like, this whole, you know, uh, North Melbourne aren't playing too well right now. Like, isn't the AFL supposed to be like a cycle mm. where, like, you know, teams become good and then they become bad? Like, 
North Melbourne in five years' time might be a really, really good team, and then we might be wanting them back in the marquee slot. So I think they should, they should keep the game, 100%. Uh, I agree with you, Joe. Thank you for ringing in and for making that point. Uh, have a, a great weekend. Uh, I know it's only midweek, but we're saying have a great weekend. Uh, well, essentially, it's a, a five-day weekend we're getting. Uh, Josh in Mornington. Hello, Josh. Yeah, good day, mate. Um, I guess one way that I sort of look at it is you get all these bigger clubs that are a bit... Um, they carry on about how they have to prop up the smaller clubs with the... Uh, with money and dollar amounts and everything like that. So I think having these smaller clubs, having the opportunity to play in these marquee games gives them that opportunity to bring in that money and it might actually look better for the bigger clubs' bottom line in the uh, in the long term. Um, Joe, I, just, I don't know whether it was your phone or my earphones, but I missed all of that. So just uh, roll that out again for me, mate. Uh, yeah, no dramas. So... Um, the big clubs you hear, like, they talk black and blue about how um, their bottom line and they're, they're sort of um, profitable and they prop up these smaller clubs. I think with the opportunity for the smaller clubs to have the marquee games mm. gives them an opportunity to make that money and um, be less of a drain, I guess, on the bigger clubs. So I think um, having that opportunity for smaller clubs to have the marquee games is better for everyone in the long term. Uh, Josh, I think that's another fantastic point, mate, and I appreciate you making it. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. A couple of texts telling me that I'm revising history here, saying that Carlton were really keen on Good Friday. Uh, I will go back and have a read through the annals. I know that Carlton were keen, but I'm fairly sure that North were the first team to put their hand up to say we would have that. And I think Carlton were keen as well. Um, but I'm, if my memory serves, I think North Melbourne were the first team to say we will take Good Friday. I think they've campaigned longer than anyone. Happy to be proven wrong and to have the, the article sent through or the, uh, the date sent through, but I'm fairly confident that I've got that. Not to say that other clubs didn't want it, but I think North were the first to say and put their hand up definitively and say we will have a crack at that. Uh, Peely and Inverley, uh, stay right there. I don't know if it's another NBA update from Peely. I know he's been doing those with Dwayne every day uh, on Dwayne's World uh, after midday, but we'll find out. Uh, you can have your say as well on the news of the day, one 736 Just quickly, a couple of little items. Uh, young Hawk Will Day has joined James Sicily on the sidelines. Long term, his ankle injury is going to require surgery. Better news for the Hawks. Chad Wingard is expected to return from a calf issue this Easter Monday against the Cats. Uh, and in, speaking of basketball, in NBA, Joe Ingles and his Utah Jazz teammates forced to make an emergency landing after the aircraft uh, struck a flock of birds shortly after takeoff. No injuries reported, but apparently a team very shaken up uh, by what unfolded. So we're glad that one of our greatest uh, basketballers, Joe Ingles, is uh, all well and that everybody is all well. Uh, more after this. Welcome back to Time On as we work through the things you may have missed throughout the day. We do it for Underworks. All Day Socks by Underworks pass every comfort test. Uh, All Day Socks by Underworks. Go and pick up a pair from major retailers and test them for yourself. Uh, A lot of talk about the Good Friday game, and there's a couple of calls still waiting. You can keep texting in 0433981116. The furphy unbelievable moment uh, for this week, though, and from the round two of action, uh, and we are introducing furphy crisp lager, easy drinking, full strength, unbelievable, actually wearing a furphy hat uh, today. A lot of great moments, a lot of unbelievable moments over the weekend, but I think when a man who uh, lays claim to being one of the greatest players of the modern era returns after over 500 days and gets his first snag... That's an unbelievable moment.
Changes here and Franklin gets on in the end of the short ball from Gilder and I'm not sure he was looking for Franklin or Mills. Mills was leading out. Franklin trailed him in. This is the uh, part where you want Buddy with the ball in his hands. Outside 50, uh, he can really go through his technique and, and kick through the ball. I think he might have just had a little sniff of the Sharon as he held it up to his nose as he's going to come in from about 53. What a moment this will be. Set shot from centre half forward. Oh, it's a magnificent strike. Where have you been, Franklin? Great to have you back. What a way to re-announce yourself to the game. A crunching blow from 53 out. And footy's better already. Coming back and pulling out the one wood straight away, buddy. Uh, deserving of the unbelievable moment. Beautiful call from Andy Marr. Uh, introducing the new easy drinking beer from Furphy. Furphy Crisp Lager. Brewed for the ultimate refreshment. Unbelievable. Uh, let's get back to your calls. Uh, Peely is in Inverley. Doing a great job with his NBA updates daily with Dwayne, but it wants to talk some North Melbourne. Hello, mate. Sammy, mate. How are you going? Good, thank you. That's the way, yeah. No, no NBA updates uh, this evening. <laughs> I save that, save that gold for the prime time. Fair enough. Dwayne, I don't blame you. Yes, no. Uh, maybe one day you'll be in that slot, mate, and we can talk about it then. Uh, but, dreams, uh, dreams can come true. What have you got for me, North Melbourne-wise? I want to talk North Melbourne with the Good Friday match, mate. Uh, I've got no idea what, how they can keep that game now. That's supposed to be a bit of a marquee game. That club is absolutely nowhere, and they don't deserve to be running around on the Invalide Sporting Complex over at the moment, in my opinion. So I we're, we we're kicking them out of the league, are we, Peely? Well, we kick them out of Good Friday at least, Sammy, mate. Like, I reckon we've got... We should reserve that for for two top eight teams. It's a, the only game of the actual day. Get everyone on board. Now, there's two games on that day. There's two games on that well, day. Well, now because of Collingwood and Brisbane playing on that day, but that no, no, be, Collingwood that Brisbane play Thursday. Well, Adelaide Suns, Sammy, mate, you're going to correct me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, I just don't want you to walk away thinking that you've you've dropped some truth bombs when a couple might uh, not be. I'm just trying to help, well, Peely. So, well, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be on Friday, mate. I think they're aware of that. Everyone else is aware of that. I think maybe we should get a couple of top eight teams, maybe something that's played off for every year. It's not decided uh, too far out in advance. We get a couple of good teams, a good game that can play the, the big game on that day. So maybe we've got Richmond. Maybe they should be having a crack. Because oh, they don't get much. Um, Peely, <laughs> I've got one more call that waiting before we've got to hit the 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll talk to you again very soon, my friend. What I would say to that is, do we, are we going to kick every team that's down uh, and are we going to make it a condition of every marquee game that you've got to be top eight to play it? Because uh, that would uh, rule some teams out of blockbuster games that they have forged and created and made their own uh, through their own innovation, their own ideas, their own hard work. Uh, I, I don't know if that's particularly right, but I do thank you. Uh, Mark is in Werribee just before we get to the break. Mark, North Melbourne. Yeah, hi, Sam. How are you? Good, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm just um, a little bit upset. I'm not a North Melbourne supporter, but, um, you know, they they were the ones that invented the Friday night football. Mm. It got taken off them. And now why should we take this game off them uh, on Good Friday when oh, I'm Carlton supporter. When hey, Mark, Carlton I'm just Richmond. going to get you to hold on there. We've got to hit this break at a certain time. You stay there. I'll come straight back to you on the other side of this. That's it for time on. We appreciate it. For DM Forklifts, search dmforklifts.com.au. Sporting Capital next. 
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.